It's time for episode 485 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, January 11th, 2022. Clockwise for people, for tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where we always ask for seconds. My name is Dan Morin, and I am joined across the internet by my good friend, my pal, my co-host, my dungeon buddy, the one, the only, Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? I got to tell you, when I read that this morning, I laughed. It was a good (laughs) one. That is uh, easily one of my favorite opening lines, Dan. Thank you. I did not check to see if I've used it before. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I, I did usually not check do to see but... if you've used it before because why break the why? happiness you and know, joy exactly. of getting that one? Let's, I love it. <laughs> let's just roll with it. Uh, all right. Well, this is of course the show where we ask on two fantastic people to be our guests, and this week to my left, it is another another good friend, another pal, another occasional dungeon <laughs> buddy, and the community manager at Micro.blog. It's Gene McDonald. Welcome back, Gene. Hi, Dan. Hi, Micah. Thanks for having me again. And to my left, it is my co-host on Unhelpful Suggestions, uh, podcaster and VFX artist. It's Joe Rosenstiel. Welcome back, Joe. Thanks for having me back. And uh, I'm sorry, but I'm the only one who's not a dungeon buddy. Um, (laughs) Well, we need to get you into what what, what would it take to get you into a dungeon today, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) You got a moment to talk about dungeons? (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, let me kick off today's show with my topic. I want to know if you own a device that is overkill for the task that you primarily use it for. Does it perhaps have lots of bells and whistles, but you only just use like a really specific subset? Gene, you got something that is just really way overpowered for what you do with it? I think most of the stuff I use is probably overpowered for what I use it for, um, like software especially. But device, um, I would say my MacBook Pro 16-inch M1 MacBook is probably more than I need. But I need the, I like the big screen. So the screen is, is good because that's my only monitor screen right now. So I pick my AirPods Pro, which I mostly use for the, just the convenience of listening to TV and podcasts with noise canceling in, you know, a comfortable way on my ears. Uh, for me, it's definitely going to be the Mac Studio that I'm running this show on right now. Um, I don't think I've ever come up. I think the closest I've ever come up against uh, any kind of struggle was when I was using an application called Diffusion B, uh, which gives you the ability to uh, use some of those AI art models um, on your machine and chug through that. Uh, but day to day, I i mean, I run loads and loads and loads of applications uh, on the machine at one time sometimes. So I will uh, have, you know, Photoshop open in the background, uh, noodling around on that while I'm also doing this and that and the other. And it never comes close to having any issue at all. Um, but the wild thing is I could even do that on the MacBook Air that I have that just Apple Silicon, there's a lot of space, a lot of uh, room to to run a bunch of stuff that I just don't come up against. So yeah, those tend to be overkill, but it's I, I guess at the same time, it's not as if I would have wanted 
a different machine because there are parts of it that are may seem overkill, but are needed, like the storage uh, amount or uh, just the device itself. So yeah, kind of overkill, but at the same time, I feel comfortable in my overkill. Uh, Joe, what about you? The thing I have that I feel like is the most out of proportion to what I actually need it to do is uh, they have a floor lamp in my office uh, that was previously on an iHome smart switch. And then I put in two Nanoleaf uh, Essentials bulbs in there because uh, it takes two bulbs and uh, set that up as one paired thing. And so I have uh, replaced something that didn't really need replacing with something that has a lot of very sophisticated uh, adjustment and tweaking um, that I keep messing with for no good reason. Uh, and it really just needed to be a light bulb. Um, so that's kind of on me uh, in a way. But all of my computer stuff is kind of appropriately specced for what it needs to be doing. Uh, so that that is that is uh, my situation. Yeah, I had a slightly different uh, view on this as well. The, the thing that, that spawned this for me was I glanced over and I have on a table next to my desk a Google, I'm going to mess up the name because they've changed it a couple times, Nest Home, Nest Home Hub, Home Hub. It's the little smart yes. Google display thing. <laughs> it's some combination <laughs> of those words. Um, it is. <laughs> but I don't really use it. I have it, the microphone muted with the mute switch. Um, but what I do use it for is essentially a digital picture frame <laughs> um, and because it rotates through a Google Drive folder of pictures um, from my wedding and just, you know, like I've got that little photo frame going and it, it actually works pretty well for that. Uh, I've actually I've been recently testing a standalone digital photo frame and I found myself thinking, I don't like this as much as I like that little Google yeah. smart display for this. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's total overkill, right? This thing could be doing all sorts of like telling me the weather or, uh, you know, apps, running apps, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, all sorts of other stuff that I don't use for it all. It's just a nice little display that shows pretty pictures. So <laughs> there you go. That's a bit overkill. But thank you all for your your answers to that topic. And let's move to our second topic, which comes from Gene. Well, last week, The Verge published an article titled Bring Back Personal Blogging, arguing that blogs were the original social web. So given the disruption of the social media landscape happening right now, might you go back to having a good old-fashioned blog. I have, over the course of many years, um, attempted to get into blogging. And of course, I've, you know, for a period of time, I was, uh, I guess you'd call them a tech blogger. So I did that for work. Um, but outside of that sort of personal blogging, no, I never, I never really could get into it. Um, I, you know, I tried it on my own personal blog. I tried it on medium, uh, and it just wasn't for me. And honestly, these days, I don't even find myself posting on, you know, in, in, in microwaves either. I'm not microwaves, uh, <laughs> in, uh, on Mastodon or on Twitter really all that often. So yeah, I, I think for the folks who do enjoy regularly, you know, sharing their thoughts and everything like that, um, I, I'm excited to see kind of some good old fashioned blogs, uh, returning, but, um, yeah, I don't think that I will be because I just I'm keeping I'm keeping my thoughts for me. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what about you? I have a blog. <laughs> it, uh, it, it is uh, not updated very frequently. Um, I I uh, I do occasionally do guest work for Six Colors and stuff, and 
you know, things on the side. And when I do occasionally post on my blog, I post there, but it's really just like, there's a lot of thought that I feel like has to go into what I put there as opposed to what I put on Twitter previously or on Mastodon. Um, and I do appreciate other people's blogs. Um, and I do very much like doing my member blogs for six colors because I don't see the CMS at all. Um, so <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, but, uh, but that's what, that's where my situation currently resides. So like Joe, I have a blog i don't update it very often um it it runs on wordpress and i am the server administrator i do all that and it is sometimes a pain that is for sure i think the bigger issue for me though is one more of sort of the limited pool of time and energy i have to devote to it the thing that was great about social media despite the fact that having ownership of something is is far superior and i much prefer that but the barrier to entry was so low right like (laughs) anybody could dash off a tweet you didn't have to really like spend the time to carefully research a blog or really spend the time to form cogent thoughts even sometimes and that has its advantages and disadvantages um but like yeah right like writing a 140 character or 280 character tweet is certainly a lot less daunting than sitting down and being like i'm gonna write a blog post like there's no rule that says a blog post has to be longer than 280 characters but it feels weird if you're like i posted a 280 character blog post um so for me, that's part of it is just the the like, oh, God, do I want to make this a whole post? Um, I do post occasionally. I posted just this past week because um, I do an annual post on my blog about my writing finances. Uh, and then uh, the other thing I was going to add was like, I also, as a professional writer, I spend a lot of time writing stuff for work. So I don't have a lot of spare energy to devote to like, I'm going to spend some time writing about stuff on my blog. And I also don't know what I would write about that is not stuff that I would write about for for work so like you know i write stuff at six colors i write columns for Macworld. i write fiction and like uh, there's not a lot left over for me that is not just sort of like nobody wants to hear my random like you know 180 character jokes on <laughs> my blog that seems like a terrible use for a blog and also then i would really not want to be running wordpress because that's way too much work for a really stupid blog <laughs> But I love the idea. And like Joe, I appreciate everybody else's personal blogs. I do think there should be more personal blogging uh, back in the world. And I never gave up on RSS. I still read an RSS reader every single day. So there you go. Gene, why don't you wrap us up here? (laughs) Yes, I do have a good old-fashioned blog. Thanks to Microdot Blog, which I've I've had blogs before, you know, probably like all of us that we posted to, but then we didn't have enough energy for. And this blog that I have now is got 3000 posts and I've written 10,000 replies to people since 2017 when we started Microdot blog. And I'm really grateful. Like I couldn't see it, you know, I, I liked the idea, but I, I thought I won't really use that, but I do. And, and now, you know, I have all these years of interesting things I can look back at and I appreciate people have truly personal blogs like that are about, if I think the person is interesting, I'll find their blog interesting. Um, Thinking about the low barrier, I think we maybe have come to be too hard on ourselves on what a personal blog could in you know encompass. And I do, I just think it is also interesting that like the end of twenty twenty two was all about like everybody switched to Mastodon, and you really couldn't find a space to write that article anymore. So now it's like, hey. What about personal blogging? You know, there's a lot of articles about it. I mean, I never even really considered the phrase, but I like it so much. I bought the domain name, (laughs) personalblogging.org, because I'm not paying $4,000 for the .com for what will 
be my hobby, which is collecting articles about why you should go back to personal blogging again in 2023. (laughs) It's very meta. I like it. All right. That's two topics down, two topics left to go, which of course means it is halftime here at Clockwise. And this week's episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. Look, if you've ever stewed over a health problem you have, you know the temptation to text a pal or even the whole group chat to get your friend's opinions. You're extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice in your group chat, but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend and give you the expert care that you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find a book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. I have not personally used Octo, but my good friend and pal and co-host Lex Friedman over at The Rebound has, and he raves about it. Uh, he had an issue where he needed to have somebody look at a bump on his head, and he you know, used ZocDoc and got an appointment right away and was not, he could not be more enthused about it. And his words, not mine, says everybody out there should be using ZocDoc. And you know what? I trust Lex with my life because he is a doc. He's not a doctor. I wouldn't trust him on that, but I trust him with my life. <laughs> look, uh, when you're not feeling your best and you're just trying to hold it together. Finding great care shouldn't take up all of your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash clockwise and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash clockwise. ZocDoc.com slash clockwise. Boy, if you think it's hard to say ZocDoc.com slash clockwise, you would be correct. But our thanks to (laughs) ZocDoc for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. And with that, I turn things over to Micah. Tell us about the last time you had to take your tech in for servicing. So any kind of tech or any remotely related tech that you actually had to go to someone or somewhere and say, it's broken, please fix it. Joe, we'll start with you. This was difficult because I can't remember if the last time I had to take something in was because of the battery uh, bulging on my 2007 uh, MacBook Pro and then having to get that replaced in the store when they did a diagnostic or if it was the time that I put in aftermarket Ram in that same machine and it killed it. Uh, and we had to, uh, do the little diagnostic thing that looks like Mac OS eight. Um, (laughs) I don't know if the Rhapsody looking one, um, they were all very helpful people in there, uh, doing that for me. Um, but those, those are really like the, the service things when something's been broken. Usually it's like just the service of like transactional things inside the Apple store. And I was trying to even find the date for this. And I have a thanks for your appointment email from 2013. It doesn't say what it was about though. Um, so it could have been either of those two occasions, but you know, it, as much as we complain about Apple stuff, the fact that I haven't had to like go in for a broken computer problem um, for, you know, 10 years is probably pretty good. Wow. Uh, you know, I was trying to, this is a great idea, Joe, looking up like, where, where, where can I find my last appointment? So thanks for that. 
Uh, it appears I did. Oh, you know what? The last thing I took in was now I, I this. Thank you, Joe, for letting me look it up because now I know uh, it was <laughs> last year, uh, last April. <laughs> so almost a year ago, I took in my AirPods Pro for the crackling issues that they were having. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I went in and is like, all right, we got a test. We'll take them. And I was like, yeah, it's the left one. The left one seems to be crackling. The right one's okay. He's like, all right, I'll take them back and test them. And they came back out. It's like, I've got great news for you. They both failed. I'm like, that does not sound like great news. He's like, but you get a totally new pair i was like all right you're selling me on this um so but that was the first time i'd had to go in in quite a long time like like joe i definitely went in for a battery replace or like on a macbook air uh which i then i think replaced with a third-party battery which also then died so i don't really recommend that um but i do agree i i have fairly few problems with my technology that can't be solved some way in my own home. Like a lot of times it's software issues, or I mean, a lot of times it's just like this thing's got to be restarted or the you know, software's got to be updated or what have you. Like it, it, most of the stuff is actually pretty reliable in that in that department. So those uh, AirPods Pro replacements are still going strong. Um, and I'm hoping I'll get another few years out of them so that I don't have to upgrade until like the AirPods Pro 3 or 4 comes out or something like that. But yeah, that was a... The last time I've been in. Gene, what about you? I, mine is recent. <laughs> I, I thought you wrote this question for me uh, <laughs> last September. I mean, it was recent and epic because my microphone, I thought my microphone was broken right before podcast. I was like, why isn't this working? And I assumed it was the microphone. I ordered like two new microphones. We had to reschedule the podcast. It was horrible. You know, podcaster's nightmare. And then... I realized that not even the built-in microphone was picking anything up. So, And this is a brand new, uh, as I mentioned before, MacBook Pro. And so I took it in to Apple. And I'm just going to say it was one of the more painful life experiences I've had because it wasn't easily fixed. In fact, they really didn't fix it. They couldn't figure out, they said something's corrupted, you know, in those files that you don't know anything about in, you know, um, that you don't normally have access to. They did, they ran, ran a couple diagnostics. Okay, it's not the hardware. Okay, there, you know, let's try a different user. Oh, it works with a different user. So let's figure out what's wrong with your original user. And that they never could figure out. And they kept saying, well, let's take your time machine back up, which I was like, I'm not using time machine for backups. And they're like, okay. You know, it's like the shrug emoji. They, that's all they can help you with, which makes sense. Um, what I want to say is if you go to the Apple store with your computer and it's one of those, like, God knows what's wrong with it. It's so weird. Bring snacks because you're going to be there for a while. Mm -hmm. And then my other piece of advice is use Time Machine, which I am also using now. So now I have not one, not two, but three different uh, backup methods going in case I ever have to go back to the Apple store for something. Nice. Um, I actually, uh, I, I forgot Dan about taking my, uh, AirPods in for servicing, uh, for that same issue. I'm so glad that I gave them a thorough cleaning and then also used a UV, um, bat you put them inside of a little case and it beams UV light on them to clean them. Uh, cause I didn't know what they were going to be doing with them. And I was <laughs> more concerned about them being like, Oh, he's gross. Uh, <laughs> and then I get there and they immediately pop them into their ears right there in front of me. Oh and my thought, God. 
that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Um, and so then she was like, yep, they're broken. I was like, and I'm broken now having seen you take my AirPods and put them into your ears and think about how other people are probably. Yeah. Anyway, um, I hopefully since I did it, they came up with a better test because your person went back in the background. And now I'm wondering, do they go back there and they like clean them off and then put some uh, AirPod tips on that they have in the back and then tried them out? Or do they have some machine that is an ear that listens? Uh, I, I, anyway, uh, that makes me curious. But um, the one I wanted to talk about was right after I moved to California, um, I remember going into the office at Twit and sitting down and I put my laptop down on the table on my desk and started to type and the thing was wobbling and I look on the bottom and the whole thing is swollen and I was like oh my god this is gonna light on fire it's gonna burn this whole place to the ground that's terrible I just started working here uh, so I took it outside and put it in the trunk of my car and immediately set up an appointment and went into the Apple store and they you know did the whole replacement and everything was fine but um I remember them um, sitting it down on the desk at the Apple store and then they were like, OK, we're going to plug it in and do that. And I was like, are you sure you want to plug it in? Because it's kind of the battery's swelling right now. Like, I don't want it to catch fire right here on the desk. And the person was like, yeah, yeah, no. And I said, well, forgive me, but I'm going to back away. <laughs> so I'll leave the whole like, building stood back. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they plugged it in and everything was fine. But yeah, it made me nervous. Um, so thank you all for your answers on that. Let us go to our next topic which comes from joe eddie q reflected on uh this past year's apple services everything um in a sort of strange bulleted list kind of deal over on the apple uh newsroom uh site where they usually put out their press releases and it got me to wondering um what are the services that you use from apple that you pay for and are there any that you would consider adding in 2023 or removing in 2023 (sighs) Joe, I'm a sucker. I pay for all of them. That's because I got the bundle. I got the Apple One bundle, so I get all the services. Uh, do I use all of them? <clears throat> to, some, to varying degrees. I use Apple Music and Apple TV Plus pretty frequently, um, and I use Apple Fitness on occasion. I need to get back into using it more. Uh, Apple Arcade, I hardly ever touch. I hardly ever touch Apple Arcade. Uh, Apple News, likewise. If those were two I could drop, um, I would. But unfortunately, they trickily bundle them together, so there's really no point. (laughs) So yeah, uh, I guess I'm contributing to Apple's bottom line great year in services because I'm forking over $32 or whatever a month now to uh, support all of the various services and just saying, give me the whole thing. Give me the bundle. I don't care what it is. Just give me all of it. Um, I guess that I should be more discerning, but I'm lazy. So yeah, there we go. Gene, what about you? Oh, what Dan said. <laughs> I, just, I I mean, when they came up with the, the services bundle, I was already using, you know, a lot of iCloud storage and I want it. And so, I, you know, now I forget the math. But at the time, the math was you're paying for iCloud, you're paying for Spotify. So maybe switch to Apple Music. Apple TV, you probably aren't going to keep turning it on and off at $5 a month when you want to watch a show. So, and I like the idea of Apple fitness and that was, I think is $20 a month. I don't know. Whatever it was, it was like, okay, give me the $32 or plan, which it is now 33 really. And, 
but I will be resentful of the people like Dan who actually have a family to use it with <laughs> because you're getting a much better deal, uh, three people instead of one. Uh, what Gene said, Dan said is my answer. Um, no, I... I also use the bundle um, and would unbundle if it meant saving some money, but it doesn't. So it's fine. Uh, I also don't use Apple News all that often. Um, I don't use Apple Arcade all that often. And I don't use uh, Apple Fitness all that or Fitness Plus all that often. I, I think one way I can sort of cheat at this question is Apple TV. Uh, offers the ability to subscribe to certain streaming services sort of within Apple TV itself. They're called Apple TV channels. And so there's an Apple TV channel for BritBox and an Apple TV channel for Stars, Showtime. And so you can get the content from those platforms without having to have a separate subscription to those. The You just add it onto your um, Apple account and then you view it through Apple TV. And those are always changing uh, for me. So uh, when it comes to uh, me considering removing or adding any in 2023, I am both considering removing and considering adding some of those in 2023, depending on what content I wish to consume. Uh, Joe, why don't you round us out here? Well, now this question I asked makes me feel special because I'm the only one who's not on the Apple One bundle. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I pay for Apple Music and iCloud Plus. And last year, um, the free trial for uh, Apple TV Plus had ended. Um, and I decided not to keep going because I was very angry at <laughs> Foundation TV series for some reason. Um, but <laughs> then I... Uh, picked it back up when there was like a what was it the Demi Lovato thing or something in November where there was like a, a link to add uh, two months free to your um, Apple TV uh, subscription even if you had already had a free trial and so I was like all right well, might as well do that and then I signed up for it and I didn't watch anything <laughs> in two months so I canceled it uh, and so that's that's uh, where I'm gonna stay I think is I'm I'm currently uh, saving money with just Apple Music and iCloud Plus. Um, but if I ever decide that I want any of the other things, then maybe I'll I'll be a a bundler like the rest of you. Oh, come to the bundle. I don't. That's right. All right, that's four topics down. We got just enough time for a bonus topic. But first, I do want to tell you that this week's episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Fitbod. Hey, it is a new year. Did you notice? Do you check your calendar? This is a time typically many of us think about changing up our fitness plans. And I'm pleased to let you know that Fitbod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that is just for you. Fitbod's algorithm learns about you, your goals, and your training ability, and it'll create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment that you happen to have. This is all in an app that makes it incredibly easy to learn how to perform each exercise. Personal fitness isn't about competing with other people. You don't want to look at others and try to do what they're doing. You need to find something that's going to work for you. That's when it sticks and when you'll see the results you're looking for. Everyone's fitness path, path is different, which is why Fitbod uses data to make sure they customize things to suit you. Fitbod's powerful technology understands your strength training ability, studies your past workouts, and adapts to your available gym equipment. And your training plan will maximize fitness gains by intelligently varying intensity and volume between sessions. Overworking some muscles and underworking others can negatively impact results. That's why Fitbod tracks muscle fatigue and recovery design a well-balanced workout routine. The Fitbit, Fitbot app is so simple to use with over 1,400 HD video tutorials shot from multiple angles to make sure that learning each exercise is a breeze. And it also integrates with your Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatch, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Uh, as somebody who is, like many of us, thinking, ah, 
maybe it's time to to get back to doing that push-up routine I tried to do before I had a baby. Um, you know, I, I could totally understand this at the time of the year where many of us are thinking about what is the best way to attack this fitness problem and glad that technology can help. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but FitBot is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me slash clockwise. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash clockwise, and you'll get 25% off your membership. That's fitbod.me slash clockwise for 25% off. Our thanks to FitBod for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, bonus topic time. Uh, what is your go-to afternoon snack, if you have one? Jean? Uh, mine is Trader Joe's Greenless sorry, grainless granola. Mm. Uh, good any time of the day. Mm. Uh, there's this snack mix and it has like pretzels that are made with almond flour instead of uh, regular flour. And it's got like cashews. So it's like high fat, low carb. Um, and I throw in some peanuts as well. And I just constantly have a bag of this uh, snack mix. And so I can just pour out some and have a handful when I'm feeling a little peckish and uh, move on about my day. Joe, what about you? Uh, usually either Spanish peanuts, um, which are the ones with the little red skins, uh, or uh, cashews uh, that are roasted and salted. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, those are those are my my go to nuts. Um, but I, I will have other kinds of nuts. But those are my favorite uh, Harlan pepper. If you don't stop naming nuts, etc. But wow. uh, but Dan, I am a guy. I love pretzels. I have some multigrain ones right now that come from a local place uh, up here in Massachusetts. And um, I need to I need to make sure I manage my pretzel intake. <laughs> Hey, if you'd like to get ad-free episodes of, with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. Just go to relay.fm slash clockwise. You can sign up for just $5 per month or $50 a year, and you will help support the show that you are listening to right now. In this week's overtime topic, we discuss saving things for later, possibly pretzels. And with that, we have reached the end of this week's episode. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guests. Gene McDonald, thank you so much for being on Clockwise this week. It was great. Thanks. And Joseph Rosenstiel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And maybe one day I'll be in your dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) And Micah will be back in the dungeon next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Goodbye.